Howdy, hola, and how the heck are you, Daddy Fino Show fans? This is your girl, Sasha King, and welcome. Thanks for hanging with us. We are on season three, episode four, and it's been a hell of a ride this week. I hope you guys are awake and ready because I know you got like a boatload of wrestling last week. Before we go any further, I want to introduce the man with the plan, the namesake of our show, El Capitan himself. Daddy Fino. What's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) What's up? How you doing, Sasha? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, I'm tired, man, but in in a good way. Like, I mean, it's like you said, a shit ton of wrestling. It it, it was a lot, but I loved every second of it. I I got it. Right? It gave you something nice to look forward to. I'm just thinking, like, every night you come home, you're like, oh, okay, what's on tonight? So it couldn't be every week, but it was really cool that we had that one week just for us wrestling fans. Most wonderful time of the year. You know what's even better, though, is that now it's kind of like that every week now. You know, at NXT on Tuesdays now. So now on Tuesdays, you know, if I get off work, I can just, I can turn on NXT or, you know, and then I can now watch AEW without worrying about, oh man, I'm missing NXT or or vice versa. So it's kind of cool. And hey, you never know. Maybe I'll start tuning into Impact on Thursdays. You know, just whatever. (laughs) Hey man, it's whatever you want to do, man. Uh, But yeah, like I said, like you said, it's, it's crazy. As much as, like I say, we critique and kind of turn over every detail in our mind, we cannot neglect the fact that we are really blessed as wrestling fans to have more than one game in the town and just to be able to turn on our TV and boom, there's wrestling damn near every night of the week. So that is awesome. But let's go ahead and get right into the shits with our quick shits. Um, First up, yesterday, we're recording this actually on Friday, April 16th. Yesterday, Thursday, April 15th, 2021. uh, It was probably not one of the better days. Um, You're thinking of right after such an amazing week in WrestleMania. Um, but it's one that, unfortunately, us fans are kind of used to. WWE made some releases. Uh, they released 10 talents. Uh, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Wesley Blake, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Chelsea Green, and Mojo Raleigh were all given their releases. And uh, I gotta say, I was shocked. You actually texted me with this information and I was like, whoa, like I was sitting at work like, what, excuse me? Yeah. What What do you, what do you, uh, first of all, what did you think when you first heard the news? I mean, I wasn't shocked at all. I was expecting every year we get same same thing. In fact, it was weird. Uh, I think it was a, a year ago from the same day, on the same day, that's mm-hmm. when they did the last releases. Um, and it made me, th- the only reason I knew that is because Zack Ryder got released. And then a year later, exactly, his, his girlfriend or fiance, whatever she is, uh, Chelsea Green, got released. So um, as far as the names is concerned, I'm not shocked by any of them. I know a lot of people were shocked by Samoa Joe. Um, I wasn't only because I knew that he was not uh, cleared to wrestle. Um, it, it almost seemed like it was, if it was going to be like a kind of like a Daniel Bryan situation in a mm-hmm. way. Um, and he wants to wrestle, you know, he, he does a great job at commentary. Don't get me. It wasn't the best, but it was pretty good. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, maybe down the line, that's something that he would definitely return to. 
Um, but he's not ready to give it up. He's 42 years old, and usually that's still your prime in, in wrestling. So he has a lot to give, and I'm sure that he's going to get scooped up really quickly. I do want to say this, though, as far as the other names. People were talking about Chelsea Green for example, going like She was a real big shock for a lot of people. And even Dixie Carter from TNA or Impact, whatever the hell, she was talking about how she was shocked by it. I'm not, because one... I never really saw anything in Chelsea Green, and I'm not. Maybe that's just uh, the storylines they had her in, or whatever. But I, I feel like even in little in little glances, you can still see something. They'll be like, okay, they're just not using her right. Right. I never saw that in her. I honestly thought Robert Stone Brand or whatever the hell his name is, Robert Stone, I think is his name, the guy that yeah, uh, was he's his right, Robert Stone. I thought he was better. Like I saw more in him than I saw in her. But that's just me. Uh, it, it's still an unfortunate situation, though. You never want to see anyone get lose their job. But the good thing is there is a silver lining. They still get paid until the 90 days. They still yeah, get July 14th. So I'm, you know, I don't feel bad. Uh, it just sucks. It does. Um, like you said, you don't ever want to see anybody lose their job. And it's kind of like a pet peeve for me when people are like, oh, we should have fired so-and-so. And it's like, that's not really, like, that's not really something I feel like should be said. You know, you don't want to see anybody get fired, regardless of how you feel about their presentation. Um, unlike you, Samoa Joe shocked me. And I guess listening to your point, I can understand why you weren't surprised with Samoa Joe. I think for me, mostly it was was I was so excited when Samoa Joe came because he's one of those few performers where I feel like he's just he's a dangerous man you know it's it's very odd it's like I feel like he could beat your ass and then like he speaks so eloquently as well so he can give your eulogy at the same time so I'm just like damn it like why didn't we but you know the injuries and the stop and starts and I don't know it's just it just didn't seem like it was the same Samoa Joe I had heard about and the same Samoa Joe I had seen in NXT. And I think it's more, I guess, disappointment over anything else. And with Billy Kay, I felt so bad. You know, I, I was a fan of the Iconics. I didn't understand why they split them up, especially if you're introducing a women's tag team belt, you split up the only legit women's tag team that was there. And the fact that everybody kind of pegged Peyton as the star and then here comes little Billy Kay with her little resume and her headshot. And she was hella entertaining. So I feel so bad that she wrestled at WrestleMania six, was it five or six nights ago? Yeah. And she was released. Um, speaking of the changes that WWE made as far as releasing talent, they also made changes as far as adding talent to the announcer's position and doing some, some switching. We got... Mm. Everything's new in the announced position. Um, Adnan Burke, I think that's how you say his name, yes. Burke, yeah. was moved to, was actually added to the Raw announced team. He's replacing Tom Phillips, and Corey Graves is coming over from SmackDown to Raw and Byron Saxton. So it's going to be a three man booth with Burke, Graves, and Saxton. Uh, Tom Phillips is actually being moved to 205 Live, and he's going to do like various projects with Peacock. And Pat McAfee, yes. good old Pat McAfee, yes. shorts wearing Pat McAfee is moving to SmackDown. He actually started tonight with Michael Cole, so they're going to a two-man booth. Man, 
what do you think? This is a lot. So, as far as McAfee, as you can tell from my reaction, I'm super excited for McAfee. I love, first of all, I love the NXT and his short time there. Um, he also has a great podcast or great show, radio show, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And he's going to be phenomenal. I really expect that to be an amazing, an amazing hire for them. Um, even with Michael Cole, you know, a lot of people shit on Michael Cole, and I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Michael Cole isn't terrible. Uh, he has his moments of being super terrible. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, I think he's he's tolerable. And now you're adding a McAfee to him. I mean, I don't know if you remember the old Michael Cole when he was with Taz. Like, I yes, love I that. do. I love that, mm-hmm. dot, that duo. And I feel like McAfee and, and Cole now could be something similar to that. Just If they just allow McAfee him, himself, I'm going to love it. I, like, I would, I'm going to love it. I, I'll just say that. Um, now, as far as Verk going to Raw, I'm, I'm familiar with Verk only because he used to, um, he used to do sub in for Mike and Mike in the morning, uh, that radio show for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And he, I always thought he did a really good job at at his analysis and stuff like that. He, he's not boring at all. And plus, he's a wrestling fan. You got to love that. You know, I, I feel like if they put me there, you know, as you, you'll hear excitement for that just because I am a wrestling fan. So you at least a person knows what the hell. Right. You know, as far as the job he did, um, you know, I heard some of it. I didn't get the parts that I heard. He was okay, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. It's This is not like, you know, calling a basketball game. It's not like calling, just doing a radio show. Like, you have to tell a story at the same time, you know, speaking about the match. You have to keep the fans engaged while this match is going on. And it, it's a hard job to do. Um, I think that he'll learn to get better. Um, and adding a Graves, and if you allow Graves to be a heel kind of that heelish or semi heel semi face announcing along with Byron Saxon who can be annoying don't get me wrong but he he does his part I think it can grow to be something decent enough or maybe even good but I'm more excited for Mac okay going off what we talked about last episode this last weekend we had the premiere of Chris Jericho's Broken Skull Session with Stone Cold they kicked down the forbidden door, but they kept saying, did you watch this? And what did you think? I did watch. Uh, I loved every second. Love Jericho's stories. Uh, some of them I did hear before, um, but I thought the coolest story was how he found out he was going to win the Undisputed title. <laughs> yeah, that was in his book. Like that, I thought that was the coolest. I didn't hear about that. I never knew that. That was that was pretty cool, pretty awesome. Um, I think that him and him and Steve have great chemistry. Um, I know that I heard something about they may do another one, like a part two, which I think that's pretty cool. I hope this at the end of the day, um, and Jericho mentioned this when he, at the end, when he thanked, he thanked Vince, he thanked the WWE, he thanked Tony Khan, he thanked everyone because this was a big deal. And even if Vince did this because he wasn't threat, he doesn't feel threatened by AEW, or whatever reason he did it. Maybe he just did it because he's really cool with Jericho. Um, you know, I, I feel like maybe this can eventually, maybe down the road. I always thought this would happen after Vince is gone, but maybe, hey, never know. Maybe AEW and WWE do something 
all Vince is still around. You know, and this is kind of like a, you know, it didn't knock the door down, but I'm sure Vince heard a knock and he's willing to go to the door and ask who that's maybe one day we'll get some type. I watched it uh, actually Sunday morning, like I had hoped to. And I thought it was really great. You can tell that, like you said, they have the chemistry and there's a mutual respect between those two. It really just felt like two old friends getting together, drinking and just talking about something that they're really passionate about. And they both even said that this interview happening was because it's bigger than any so-called rivalry between WWE and AEW. It's just a love for a business that, you know, we all love. So I thought it was really cool. And I thought it was really nice that they were able to talk about AEW so freely. This really just felt like a true blue broken soul session. Like it was nothing seemed off limits. Ask a question, you dive in. I had heard a lot of those stories because I had read Jericho's book and I had listened uh, to some of his podcasts. So I really enjoyed it. And Stone Cold actually went on Jericho's podcast right after this. So that episode is already up. I did hear um, he did that. I got to check that out. Um, I'm sure they went even more in depth as far as the AEW part. Now you're in Jericho's world. Um, so I, I definitely want to hear that. I'm sure. Yeah, that part is actually more. They kind of flipped the script. So they're actually going more in depth into Steve's wrestling career. So not oh, so much Jericho. Okay. It's kind of like the opposite now. So they're diving in. I listened to some of it and they really went all the way back to like when he was part of, you know, the Hollywood Blondes. Oh, uh, Brian okay. Pillman. So that's what they're talking about. So yeah, I, check it out. I caught some of it. It's pretty good. That's Yeah, I definitely want to hear that because I, I don't know if I've ever heard Stone Cold, you know, like what Stone Cold brings out of everybody else. I don't know if I ever heard it. someone bring that out of Stone Cold. So that's actually, yeah. But speaking of things that happened last week, let's talk about the biggest thing that happened. The reason why all this hype was last weekend why some of us probably were dead tired Monday. <laughs> the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 37. Uh, we want to call this kind of like the recap reset. They're always talking about, you know, there's a reset after WrestleMania. It's kind of like a new season is starting. So we're going to get to that a little later, but let's just go ahead and get to the recap. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but I surely do. Bino and I had a little competition going. We were making predictions. And I was keeping counts because I'm the unofficial stat person of the Daddy Fino show. And I spy with my little eye, somebody handily defeated their de opponent 18 to 15. 18 to 15, I don't, okay. That's right. Before we get to the recap, I want to put it out there. that somebody, and I'm not gonna say who because we have to call out all the matches, but somebody one 18 to 15 but let's move on y'all will figure it out as we go along let's start with um oh do you want to start with wrestlemania or nxt i forgot let's, about nxt let's let's do nxt let's do nxt first um because uh yeah let's do nxt i'm gonna say wrestlemania <laughs> i'm gonna say wrestlemania oh i mean i know what you're coming with that but all right nxt take over stand in the liver night one gosh this whole event let's talk about just the whole event in general um it was everything i expected it to be and more i was not disappointed even some matches that i really wasn't sure that i would be into i was very much into and i just loved it um we both pretty much uh were even keel on both nights um 
I think we just had one, one or two that were different. We both predicted Raquel um, Gonzalez would win. Yes. For the women's title. I thought that was a really great match. I thought her and Io Shirai really put on a good show and Io's dive off that skull was pretty amazing. And yeah. were you getting like Survivor Series, like 1998 vibes from that skull in the, the entryway? You know what? When I think about it now, yes. Uh, at the time, no, I didn't think, I didn't even think about that. I was, my mind was just so in awe of <laughs> what was going on. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, now that you think, now that you say it, yeah, I, I do. That was, that was a pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think. I, I want to say this though too, like, Eo Shirai, Holy shit, she's just, she's freaking up. Like, she's jumping off shit every time. Every, every time I see her in the ring, I feel like I just gained, like, she just gained another fan <laughs> from me. Like, I, I just become a new fan every time because she just keeps impressing. I, I just, I, Part of me kind of expected to see her just, like, pop out at WrestleMania and just, like, jump off the, the pirate ship they had. But unfortunately, that did not happen. <laughs> uh, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. That, too, was everything I expected. I did not expect Walter to chop and break open the announcer's table. That was... That was um, the mark-out moment for me. Yes. Um, he did that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that was dope. Like, that whole match was, was freaking awesome. And I just love the story of how they were just using, you know, just showing how powerful his chop is. And the fact that he won with a chop, you know, just adds to it. I know some people I spoke with were a little disappointed by the ending of that match because of the it ended with a chop. But that was the whole point like if you, Walter though yeah if you know that like if you can if you can see the story that they were telling that's what they wanted like it was the perfect ending to the story so I, I don't see how anyone can be even disappointed a little bit of anything that happened it was, it was I wasn't and I think it really kind of just kind of brought that back for Tommaso Ciampa, you know, kind of, he was kind of floundering for a bit and then it's kind of like, okay, the Psycho Killer's back because he's taking these chops and he's he's really taking it to Walter. And I think Walter is such an interesting uh, attraction because he's not on our TV all the time. So when he does come, it's really special. So yes. Yes. I was a big fan of that match. Um, Grizzle Young Veterans, uh, MSK and Imperium, MSK winning the NXT Tag Team titles. I, I what say shocked. you? I, I was legit shocked by that one. Um, I picked, I picked Grizzle Young Vets to win that. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I picked them just because I just, I always like the heel team to have the, the, you know, I like when the, the face team has to chase. That especially tag teams. I've always loved that when the tag uh, faces have to overcome the heel uh, to become. I've just always loved that story going back to, you know, the revival and when um, American Alpha had to overcome them or DIY had to overcome them. I just always loved that story. Um, it's great for tag team matches. But at the end of the day, I'm happy for either one. As long as one of them won it, even um, Phantasma surprised me. Um, I, they're a good tag team. I, I like them too, but they surprised me as as far as the fact that they were able to match them really well. Um, they brought out a, a different side triangle, um, and it, mm. it just it just worked really well. Um, I'm happy either way. MSK, I love them. Um, they've impressed me so far, especially 
um, since the classic, the Dusty Rose class. Um, I, I, it's a win for us, no matter who. Won. Right. And my apologies. I said Imperium. It was really uh, Phantasma. Sorry, guys. It's been a long week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard, and then MSK had a, a match on Tuesday, and I heard the fans were kind of booing them. So I wonder, I wonder what that's uh, going to be like. That's. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't notice the booze, but I didn't watch the entire match. Uh, I got distracted. I didn't watch the whole thing, but. I didn't hear those bulls as much, um, at least the part that I watched. But if that's the case, I still don't expect this team to turn heel in any way. Um, I don't even see like a slow turn at all. Um, they're all I've ever heard is they are loved by the crowd. So if that if that did happen, that's a shock. I just wonder by some of their manner, would they be better suited as heel? But like you said, that might. Do might you, not be in the cards. Do you know about them in Impact? Like, were they heels in there, over there? I'm not sure, but okay. I feel like it would, like you said, it would be hard. I said I heard the booze, but then if they're going to continue to kind of tell the story, I know they had some personal um, obstacles to get through. I know one of them was it. A, it was a three man group, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a three man, but the third guy stayed in Impact. Right, and I know he had a personal reason why and story they were trying to build like they finally you know made it here so i maybe it was just like a, a one-time thing but I'm, I'm happy for msk to me i understand the whole having the heel team um on top and the faces chase them but i just hope that this leads to them kind of improving their tag team division but we'll get to that a little later mm -hmm. um my guy pete dunn peter dune as roderick strong would say i thought you were yes, gonna say sir. my guy <laughs> my actual guy uh but we'll, i'm sure that's coming up after this uh, <laughs> uh but yeah pete dunn pete dunn and kushida had a good match i uh, wish they would got a little bit more time uh yeah, but same other than that it was a good uh it was a good match for the time they got um and i have to say too that uh congrats to kushida um, yes mentioning him uh for being the new undisputed cruiserweight champion um, you know what's crazy about that is so I picked Devlin in the in that match, um, and you picked um, Escobar. Escobar, Santos Escobar. But the crazy thing is about that is I picked Devlin for the reason why he lost for the reason why Escobar lost the title the next night. <laughs> like I thought Escobar would be moving up, and it that's what they did. It's just they use they took the title off of Devlin and had Escobar lose the next night. I just thought they'll just have Escobar lose it and then move up. So either way, my end goal for Escobar seems like it's correct. He's moving up and he'll probably be the next person against Karrion Cross um, to continue their little feud. Just wanted to throw that little tidbit out there. I was technically yeah. right. I just got the match result wrong, but the reasoning was right. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You should have made that a straight facts prediction. We'll, we'll see how it turns How many? Out. Wait, how many straight facts predictions did I make? You made two. I did make two? Oh, okay. Yes, you did. You said that. Right. Oh, no. We're going to get to that later on in the show. Let's move on, though. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the big two. Um, Karrion Cross defeated Finn Balor. And this was the match that I can't say I was like super like, okay, I can't wait to see it. And it was no fault of their own. Um, we talked about it last week. I just felt like maybe something wasn't clicking with the build for me and just like, I really wasn't that hype. But I want to publicly apologize because I freaking loved that match. I 
Loved it. Thank Cross you. to me before. Wait, 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 wait. Why did you say thank you? Because you you needed to apologize. For you what? Like because I'm apologizing to you directly. Because I, you you were low key a little disrespectful. That's all. How? I was very it. respectful. You even agreed with me. No, no. Yes, I didn't, you did. I didn't fully agree with you. I said I understood your point. Uh, Why? You even said. I, I said I can see your point, and yeah, there were. I, I can see what you mean, but at the end of the day, I was right about this match. I knew the match was going to deliver. I think you you even said the match would deliver, um, but I, they were a little bit more impressive than I thought they would. That's that what I'm saying. That is something I will say that I I knew this match would be easily like four and something stars. Like I knew that. Um, but there was some parts of the match that I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can reach five stars. Like I didn't think it could ever reach five. But they I was told like, oh, a good story. It was a good story that I wasn't and it was, expecting. And so it was easy that, to follow. So yeah, I, I, I'm apologizing to Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. I'm not apologizing to you. I'm still waiting for your straight fact to come true. You predicted that Finn would turn demon against still don't see it happening, but Yes, he will. You so will see tired. Finn eat Demon Finn by the end of 2021. That is a fact. But it has to be against Cross. It has to be them. against Cross, though. Yes, I, I, that is true. Because I don't see them facing each other at the next takeover. Like I, I expect them to take some time off from each other. Um, let that Escobar move up. Let him get his little battles in. Let him lose, but still look good. Um, and then, yeah, Demon is coming. We shall see. And finally, last but not least, Kyle O'Reilly defeats <laughs> Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole, you had one job, my guy. One job. <laughs> oh, That's it. man. I love I don't ask. Right? I don't ask Adam Cole for a lot. That's all I asked for. I, I told you. He, Kyle O'Reilly needed to win. <sighs> Cole didn't need to win at all. There was no reason for him to win. Kyle already lost both of his big matches already to Finn. He needed the win um, to prove that he can be on the elite level. Not that we didn't think he can be up there. Not that anybody didn't think that Kyle O'Reilly's not on the elite level, but you have to have wins. You know, this is not, yeah, on the skill level, yeah, but you got to have that big win, and this was his big win at the biggest takeover of the year, you know, because it's the WrestleMania one. Uh, so, this is going to push him to bigger to bigger things. I mean, hey, maybe we'll even get O'Reilly versus Karrion Cross for a little bit. Like, I would love to. Um, it wouldn't even surprise me if O'Reilly becomes champion sometime down the line. Well, you got me. So, and dare I say, I'd have to go back and watch it again. But I kind of liked Cross and Balor a little bit more than this. But I'm going to have to go back and watch it again before you get the pitchforks out. No, no, no. But- I, I, I would say... I would say that that match, O'Reilly and Cole, it might have been a little bit too long. Just a little bit. If it was a little bit shorter, I think it would have been the best match of the weekend. Of the week. Um, But because it was a little bit too long, it made, you know, some parts were just a little bit too extended. Um, Yeah. It was still a great match, though. It was still over four stars for me. I think it was around four and a half. Uh, but it would have reached five if it was just a little bit. Yeah. 
Well, overall, what did you think of NXT Stand and Deliver? NXT does it again. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love the fact that they don't have takeovers every month. I love the fact that they only have a couple takeovers a year. It really just makes it feel special. Um, yeah, they're they're firing on all cylinders. Can't complain. I love so. I love that too. Um, that's why I love the fact AEW follows that same format. Um, like I love that every other couple every couple months they have their show. They may have little events here and there. You know, like for example, the Blood and Guts for AEW. You know, that's not a main pay per view, but that's like a an event they're having Cinco de Mayo I think so like I love when they have those little things like that it spreads it out and it adds it gives you more time to tell the story that you're trying to tell so yeah kind of like throw back to like uh, old in your houses they're not like full pay-per-views they're a little shorter but it's the job done and this definitely got the job done All right. so at the end of NXT Standard Deliver Night 1 and 2 your girl was up 8 to 7 now let's move on to WrestleMania. WrestleMania was, uh, it was something. I know that we're going to get into your second straight back prediction, but uh-huh. let's at least try to run through these matches and Bef- I will let you have the floor. Because- Before we do, uh, so am we, are we going to address the straight fact prediction? After? We will. After? Yes, we will. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm going to yes, try to hold back. Exactly, because I I know, I know. So let's get through this, and then the floor is yours, El Capitan. (laughs) All right, so Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre, which we both um, predicted that would happen. Uh, There was a bit of a rain delay before this match happened, and you can tell they were kind of like scrambling to get some of the talent to cut promos. And I think that the promo that Drew McIntyre cut, you could tell that that was just his real feelings like you could tell he was like this is i wanted my moment last year even though he i know he was happy to win the title he made it very clear that you know he wished that the crowd had been there he worked so hard and to have it happen in front of no one you know and now to have this opportunity for a redo i know that meant a lot so he was super emotional i really enjoyed that promo that he cut um he cursed during it too like he 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 said some um they blinked out some words too i think like bleeped out some words i think so that, that was pretty cool because you could feel like like you said it was more authentic it was more him so i i definitely yeah as for the match itself it was fine i had no problem with it uh him doing the uh poncho over the top rope was impressive mm-hmm. it's always crazy to see big men do that that's amazing like taker and keith lee drew mcintyre i really like when roman, roman does it. it's yep. very pretty when he does it um yeah it was it was great what did you think Quick question: Out of five, how, what did you give it? That match? Uh, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. You it gave it three, three and a half. Okay. It wasn't that long, you know. Okay. But like I said, it was. I think the emotion prop. Yeah, I'd give it like three and a half because three. it was. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. What about you? That's interesting. I, I gave it four. Um, okay. But no, I thought the match was good. Uh, Love the story they were telling. Um, I, I, I just. I thought it was a good opener. I thought it was a really good opener. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was the right choice. Um, yes. Uh, we both picked Lashley. And I, I forgot who I picked. I'm not going to lie. When I was watching <laughs> this match, I forgot who I picked. Um, and I didn't want to go back and listen to it while I was watching the match. So I just said, I'll just wait. Um, so I was glad I got it right. Uh, but I, I like that they kept it on Lashley. I was legit like shocked that they did. Uh, leave it on Lashley. I expected to get that wrong. Um, 
I think when I I think I said that during the episode that I expected to get this wrong because um, I, I think it was the right decision. But at the same time, it was one of those where McIntyre deserved that moment. Yeah. So I, either way, I think it was a win win for us. Um, but like I said, I'm happy for it. Uh, let's see what they do uh, from now on after this. All right. Up next, uh Let's go to Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Cesaro beat Seth Rollins in, in such an interesting match. You know, I think we were like, oh, it's going to be this classic. But I think it was more of the fact that I personally felt like this was Cesaro getting what hopefully is many more flower receiving moments. Because he, that UFO spin, I know they've been showing it a lot. I know they showed that replays a lot on SmackDown um, this evening. But man, Cesaro finally getting his one-on-one match in Mania. I thought I was going to be happy regardless. And it was a really good match. Yes, it was. I was really happy for Cesaro. I I gave this match also four stars. Um, I wish it got more time. It was one of those things where if it just got a couple more minutes, yeah, it probably would have been like, you know, up there and like one of the best Mania matches, you know? Um, Yeah. But... At the same time, it was it was really good for what it was. A lot of quick action. I love the spins. You mentioned the US the UFO one. Um, I just love when he does the. Um, I don't know what he actually calls when he just swinging him the swing, the Cesaro mm-hmm. swing. Um, mm-hmm. We did it twenty two times, and the fact that I was counting out loud as I'm watching it, you know, that just tells you like how over that is. Yep. So I, I'm just happy, like you said, uh, that Cesaro got his win. Uh, I'm glad that Seth is that type of guy that will definitely put him over and made him look like a star. So that, at the end of the day, that's what you want. And hopefully Cesaro can get um, maybe, you know, some type of title run after this or uh, a chance at the title that he truly deserves. And like I said earlier, we're filming this uh, Friday night and SmackDown's already happened. Cesaro actually confronted Roman Reigns in the opening of the show. He wanted to wrestle Roman. Oh, shit. He, yeah. Uh, he even said it doesn't have to be for the title. Roman did not. He was not here for that, apparently. He just kind of backed off a little bit. And uh, Cesaro wrestled Jey Uso. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I was personally kind of hoping they'd wait a little bit because I, I want Cesaro to have his moment. But if this is what we're going to get now, I'm not going to complain that Cesaro is getting a moment. So that is, I'm okay with that. That's, that's interesting. I and I legitly, guys, did not know that. Um, I didn't get off work till nine thirty, I think. Uh, but anyway, um, that's awesome. I, I I understand what you're saying too. That you wish they would have waited a little bit. Um, maybe save that for, you know, maybe like SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how the story goes. Maybe they they do similar to the Daniel Bryan thing, where you know it was a slow run before Daniel Bryan really got the shot. Yeah. I think that started in Survivor Series or right before Survivor Series. And now, you know, it's Mania. So that's what, six, seven months uh, before he really got a shot. So, you know, it's too early. It's too early. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, I mean, Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon. Yeah, we knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me you were not impressed with that, Matt. I'm not going to. (laughs) No, no. What? You weren't? No. I actually liked the match. No. I was I like, not. you. Uh, wow. It was impressive that he ripped the cage, but I was throughout yeah. that match. I was like, I was like, all right. So I was like, you, like we both like said whatever. Like we didn't care really for this match. I, you know, 
but I would I would say that I was like okay like I actually liked the match like I don't know how long the match was I, I think it was like 10 minutes maybe less um, but every bit of it I was I actually enjoyed it I liked the attack before the match um, you know I liked the whole thing where Shane had the steel chair was destroying him with it and attacking him Ron would do his little you know return and stuff like that and they showed his power off. I love when he tore down the cage and brought Shane through. I thought that was, you know, that was pretty amazing. That um, was cool. I'll give him that. That was cool. Then he threw him off of the cage, the top of the cage. So Shane got his moment in a way that we never thought that, you know, we didn't think that would happen. You know, we thought. Wait maybe, a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, bro. I thought that would happen because there was going to be something dumb that Shane was going to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> we knew Shane was going to get like a crazy moment, but we expect like, I don't think you expected that. Like I, we never. I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was. I was expecting something different. Like you know what I honestly thought was gonna happen. I thought he would do the coast to coast, but like from the top of the cage instead of from the the thing from the um the top of the rope. I thought he'd do it from the cage. I was like, okay, <sighs> that would have been awesome too. But he literally did basically a front flip and landed on his back onto the. That, that that's that's pretty impressive. He's you know. The fact that he's able to take I, Can we I, point to the fact that Shane looked like several times in that match? I feel like in his head he was saying, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, I can feel it. I'm just like, Shane, cut it out, man. Maybe he was just, I'm going to retire. But at the end of the day, stop I, throwing Shane off of things. It, it, it's bad. Leave the memories alone, guys. He survived a helicopter crash. He can do anything. That doesn't mean you should. No, no, no. He's Shane freaking McMahon. They need a Snyder Cut version of Shane. That's what they need. <sighs> I need Shane to hashtag be in one piece. Snyder cut. No, I need Shane. Hashtag Shane in one piece. No, sir. No. <laughs> you got a family. He has a damn family. Forget hey. it. All right. <laughs> well, look, I'll just say this. His kids are probably going to be following his footsteps and they're going to be all be doing the same crazy shit. So. <laughs> Don't wish that on them, babies. No way. Um, <laughs> Moving on. AJ Styles and Omos. Side note, I may have been laughing a little bit when I saw almost come out and I feel like he was going to like a lounge before. Like, I was like, where's he going with this coat? He just did like somebody's dad. Like I was waiting for his little gold chain. Like I was, I was very entertained by almost before he even stepped in the ring. I was like, yep, this is my guy already. So they so defeated the new day. You're a fan of Omos then? You're a fan? It was more, it was more so his outfit. I was thoroughly entertained. Okay. But no, I mean from what they did in the match, uh, it was, I felt like it was appropriate. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. Nah, me either. I, I, I thought New Day did exactly what I expected New Day to do, and that's make him look yeah. angry. So, you know, shout out to the New Day for putting over again. You know, I, I just, I love Always Will, and Omos looked like a star. Um, not a superstar, but he did look like a star um aj is aj so he's gonna definitely help him even more um you know maybe this is uh sean michaels diesel type thing or something i don't know um but you know as as long as you keep him around aj is going to be a plus i was kind of hoping for that like sean and diesel thing to be raquel and dakota but maybe that could be a straight yeah I, I think one day i think yeah i think that well yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see and that phenomenal forearm that 
when he jumped over on my sister's, I mean, onto his shoulders. That was pretty dope. I really thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then AJ Styles is the first two company Grand Slam champion. He did it in Impact and he's did it in WWE. He's won every major title. So congratulations to AJ Styles. All right. And to close it out for night one, the match, the moment. Yes. Yes, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks in a banger. I will not tolerate any slander <laughs> I, because... I, I have a question for you. Yes. Because prior to our episode three, um, we did an episode on representation. And I believe during that episode, um, you said that this match didn't it, it didn't earn the spot of the main event or you said something similar to that correct me if i'm wrong i uh, said i wasn't sure if it needed to be the main event because of the build okay that okay yeah. i knew it was something similar to that what do you think now do you still think- feel that way or do you are you changing how you felt i am going to change how i felt most like i said i the build itself I just didn't I just didn't want it to be the fact that they're saying, oh, history and their gender. And even though they didn't speak about um, their skin color, I didn't want it to be. They just got the main event because of that, you know, okay. um, which kind of in a way ended up happening. But in looking back, it's like, you know what, I'll take that back because what they did and just the emotion around it, they absolutely deserved it. And I think I said I was just more afraid that they were getting the main event just because it would be like, oh, look, look what we're doing, more history. But no, they absolutely deserved it because it was amazing. So no, I, I completely I, take I love back. the way Michael Cole put it, like the way he was talking about it. Um, and he was, he, the said, one, he was the one that mentioned the race. Um, yep. And I, when he said it, I was like, you know what, though? Yeah. <laughs> like He like, said it with his chest, man. He said black women. I was like, Michael motherfucking Cole. Yes, you know what sir. I, mean? I was like, so happy. I was like, yo, like, okay. And then just the reaction, you know, from everyone, like everyone was happy. And then I posted the video. I saw it on Twitter. So I reposted it, uh, you know, after the match. Um, you see you see Sasha on selling after the match on the side and she's smiling like she's so you can just see her her joy and happiness she's feeling for for um, Bianca winning that match but just it, it was just more of the moment um, I, every bit of that match was just awesome um, the story they were telling action you know the hair whip oh god I, I like I'm scared. I was to happy see. that they brought that out. I love that. Yeah, because you honestly, the last time I even remember ever seeing her use it was in NXT. That's the last time I can legitly remember her using her hair. Um, I I don't know if she ever, she used it against Bailey or her or any other match. I don't even think she used it against like Zelina when she was fighting her in the beginning of the Raw and the Thunderdome days and stuff like that. like, And it's good that she does it because it was, you remember that. Like, it's not yeah. something that you see all the time. That like, was that a was, WrestleMania moment right there. It was. You know, and the fact that it left, like, a scar, like, it actually cut Sasha, like, that just adds to it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that whole moment, it was just, it was really special. And I, I know, you know, I, I want to leave... I want to let you get more of the floor and talk about it because I feel like this this is this is what you wanted. You know, it was your choice to talk about the representation and bring that into that episode. Um, 
So I, I want you to talk more about it. I, I really do. Your- I think in the beginning of the match, um, when you watch these two women for a moment, just kind of step outside the character. Because even though Sasha Banks is the heel and she's a boss, you could see the pride in her eyes. And even seeing Bianca like tear up because the, she was overcome with emotion. I think I didn't really start tearing up till the end when she won. And because I think it was, you let a breath out and it's over. Like this just happened. You know, this this really, it's done. Like this is gonna be, you know, written in the annals of history forever that these two black women went out there and they killed it. And it wasn't anything surrounding anything that came before it. As far as the story with them, it didn't matter because what they did was just so special on its own. Like I said, with Michael Cole making that that call, it was like, damn right. It put some respect the fact that I think as a female wrestling fan and especially a Black female wrestling fan, I just never thought. It was like, okay, you just kind of, I didn't really put too much thought into it because there wasn't really ever a moment where there were more than one, you know, black women in the co- black woman in the company. And then we did, it really wasn't, they weren't the focus. So to see where they've come and, you know, I saw, saw on Instagram today or Facebook, I should say, there was a little girl dressed just like Bianca Belair, a little dark brown skin girl, just a little braid. She had the exact... I don't know if you remember the outfit she wore when she was on SmackDown that had SmackDown on it. Mm-hmm. The little girl had her little baby hairs were laid. I was like, look. And that's that's so amazing. Like I said, I didn't didn't have that growing up. And outside of Jackie and Jazz, and they really weren't put in positions like, or they didn't, they weren't afforded these opportunities um, that you know the women these days are. They weren't given those those chances. So to see them being given the ball and they're running with it they're hitting it out of the park they're just doing it you know you're seeing them on these mainstream talk shows you're seeing them on, i saw them on people.com it's 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 really reaching it's it's wonderful and it was everything that despite everything before it was everything that i wanted it to be it was everything it should have been and i'm just happy for them and i think especially with sasha you can tell you know Triple H tweeted out that she was your know, ring general. That girl is that girl is special. She's Bianca is special. She's really coming into her own. But Sasha Banks, man, she that's she's yes, she's just that girl's amazing. And I already had a lot of respect for her before then, but it's just like at this point now, just overall, like who is better than Sasha Banks? I've and, I've been my favorite. Uh, superstar women superstar for as long as i can remember uh, you know i know she won't get the accolades that charlotte has charlotte's gonna probably have 30 title reigns at by the end of her career um by the rate they're going um in fact do you know sasha has never won at wrestlemania yeah she's on six i think they said you know um, that that right there is crazy but look at all the people that she's put over you know, mm-hmm. you, you go to Bailey, you go to Bianca, you go to the Iconics. <laughs> like you, you go even you can even say she helped a little bit with Alexa, even though Alexa kind of put herself over. But um, that little thing that she was doing with Alexa, that helped put her try to put Nia over. She's put Ronda over even, you know, in that match at the Royal Rumble and let her and Ronda tore the house down in my um she does so many great things and she's she has this ego to her 
like this attitude that it seems like she's stuck up but at the same time though she's one of she just seems also like also like one of the nicest people um and i I just got that vibe from her from just this you know speaking of broken skull session earlier she really loves the biz but at the same time she knows she's the best and she wants to do what's best for women that's always always wanted you know um and she's just putting everything on she's she's just showing the world that she is the best i don't care what anyone says there's no woman in the world no not thunder rosa not not bailey not charlotte not uh sheeta uh sheeta whatever her last name is uh not Britt Baker, not any, there's no one on level. And in fact, there's not many guys right now that are on her level either. So yeah, I <laughs> like, agree. She's, yep. That, that, that right there. Um, yeah. I love. Yeah. Even with people saying that she comes off kind of arrogant, it's like kind of going back to Stone Cold. I remember an interview he did and he said, you know, sometimes when you're getting to that upper echelon, you kind of have to be that way. Like you're, you kind of have to, have a little bit of arrogance. He actually said you kind of have to like be a little bit of an asshole. And I'm not saying that she is, but you kind of have to have that. And you notice, you know, you're not, you just have to kind of just have that extra edge because she is that great. And I don't think it's gone to her head. She's like a very sweet person. Um, but yeah, I think it's appropriate. And I wouldn't, I don't fault her at all for how she came off. I'm not saying that you did, but I know some people kind of said that. And I was like, she's the best. Like, what, what do you want her to do? Yeah, like, she's, she's, I mean, her name is the boss. I mean, yeah, and that's her character. Like, she can't. Yeah, like. She was, she, that was Sasha Banks. I had no problem with it. And I, I had. I tell people to do, I don't, did you, do you listen to the New Day podcast? The, yes, um, I do. Did you hear her episode? Yeah like that right there just tells you like if you listen to the watch the stone cold one and then you also and then watch that one or listen to that one like you can just tell like this girl just loves the business man like at at the end of the year she thinks she's the best but that's what you want like you, you you're telling me michael jordan didn't fucking think he was the best basketball player in the world exactly perfect Kobe, yep Kobe didn't think, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But you didn't think Kobe didn't think he was the best basketball player in the world? That like he couldn't bust Michael Jordan's ass? You know what I mean? Like, that's what you want. Yeah, they so, both had that edge to them. Like, I, it was, I, That's yeah. just, if anything, people need to respect the hell out of it. Because not many people have it. And maybe that's why they're nowhere near as damn good as her. Yep, I agree. So, it was wonderful. Shout out to Bianca Belair's dad. Did you see the guy that fell over the barricade? Yeah, that he. that was her dad, yeah. I remember that just because uh, they had a live stream. They had a video of him when she won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, so, that's how I remember that's who it was. And yeah, that was, that was awesome. I love that. That was so sweet. So good. All right, uh, moving on. Um, um, this actually wasn't on our initial prediction show because it was just put together last minute, it seems like. Um, but they did have a women's tag team title match turmoil uh, first night, uh, which saw Tamina and Natalia win. And then the following night, Natalia and Tamina uh, went against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Nia and Shayna winning. This was. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, do I have to talk about this? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because <sighs> I was for I man, this was interesting. 
What? The crowd, okay, hold on. Okay, go, go. The crowd got behind Tamina and okay, say, listen, I know how some people feel about Tamina, okay? However, I I was kind of rooting for them. I was because I felt like Tamina's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I know that you say you shouldn't just do things for the sake of doing things. Uh-huh. But the fact that the crowd just naturally started getting behind her, I was like, I started to feel a little bit. Okay. And then I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and you can tell, like, Tamina was, she was trying to get into it, man. And I was like, okay. So, oh, I, 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 look, look, I, I, I know, but can I Can I just I ask a question? Help. And then, because okay. I, I don't really have anything to say. Okay. Uh, I just have to ask the question since that's the way you're going with it. Um, was it Hurricane cheered? Or was it Nia Jax on the other side? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it would be, I would, okay. It would be something if they would just cheer her, but they were literally chanting her name. So, well, I, I don't, I don't know if her, the hatred of. I mean, I know people, not people aren't into Nia Jax. I get it. Was the um, last time you heard them cheer Nia Jax? <laughs> like, but I mean, she's a heel. They're not gonna cheer her. I, I don't. I think the last time I ever heard a cheer for Nia was when she won the title against Alexa. She's a much better heel. She's very much. An antagonistic. That's because she's uh, terrible. I, I, I hate to say that, but uh, let me just stop. I don't really. I, there's I a sh- curious case for Tamina, but I'm happy that she got that moment because she yeah. was, she's been there for a long time, and you hear nothing but good things about her. And the fact too that I know they don't talk about her family history as much because of Jimmy Snuka, but I think it's wildly just crazy that. This woman has been in the company for 10 years as a single mother raising two women and, I mean, two young ladies. And no part of WWE is like, let's say that. It's always like, Tamina's so mean. Tamina has this hair. Just like, okay, what else is there to Tamina besides that? Right, yeah. So no, knowing no. To the fact that I knew that, I was instantly like, all right, man, that's another reason why I want Tamina to win. It's like... Character development, my guys. Please, do it. But. Please don't make me cheer. Oh, man. I'm not going to make you. I'll do it for both of us. Let's move on. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So we are, let's get to a woman that you probably did cheer. Two women, in fact. Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is now the new Raw Women's Champion. Yes. What you think? Love, I loved it. Um, now, I, the match wasn't the match I wanted. Same. It wasn't yeah. the classic that I, I especially wanted, but it was a good match. Um, I'm glad that Ripley won it. Um, the prophecy has become true. Um, Lord, the prophecy. <laughs> Triple H is a genius. I mean, okay. do I need to say any more? I mean, it, no. it's, he, he predicted it. He said it. He spoke it into reality. Bianca and Rhea Ripley. And then, you know, they had that great moment um, on NXT. Returned to NXT with Raquel Gonzalez. And they all held up the championships. Um, that was a great moment right there. Uh, it's, like I said, it's, it's profitable. The two women that are going to, well, three women, uh, mm-hmm. Darwin Raquel, um, three women that is going to lead the future of the WWE women division. We're moving. This was, you know, when I, I would, I would say it like this. You remember NXT Brooklyn after Bailey and Sasha and then the, all four with Charlotte and Becky went into the ring. They held up the four. Mm-hmm. I think we got 2.0 of that on NXT. Yeah, they're all NXT homegrown you know, so, talent. And you know, like, oh, 
that right there to me that just speaks volumes uh it, you know they they're building their character they're building from within um i think that's the best part about it you know they didn't use it wasn't like aj styles or adam cole they don't count because they they made their names outside these are yeah. women and people that they built homegrown talent like you said um and that right there is that's all you could ever want um and the fact that they're women just makes it even better because that's what you want you want the women's division to grow and be you know considered equally to them and none of them are that cookie cutter they're all different yes. in their own way they're very unique so i thought that was cool yes um so maybe it was just subconsciously done but i'm looking at my sheet and i forgot to write down being and randy Orton. so i actually almost forgot to bring this one up but it just popped into my well, head there's one more match you forgot to no no i have the other two on here oh okay I um but i was looking and i was just about to get on the last two but then i was like oh yeah i forgot one i'm ready to hear what you have to say about randy orton versus the fiend randy orton won congratulations to him yes i need you to explain your let's go because i'm ready so everyone remembers the rant i went on uh-huh. um, i think this led that technically led to, I guess, our first argument. Um, um, and I would say this, and uh, let me put the mic closer to me. So you hear the mic. Um, if you hear some weird sounds, that's my that's me moving closer to the mic, okay? Because I was, I'm still right about everything I said about prior to the match. I was right about my thought process about the whole feud between Randy Orton and The Fiend. Um, the mistake was that they did not make this a Fire Five Funhouse match. That was a huge mistake. I thought that's what they would do. They didn't do it. Okay, whatever. Um, as far as the match goes, first off, let's start with the entrance. I thought the entrance was awesome by The Fiend. Um, the whole Jack in the Box thing was pretty cool. Um, but as far as the match is concerned, they hurt him again. They, th it didn't make sense what they did. Um, yep. And I think it would have made more sense if there was a way they could explain it, but you really couldn't because of like you kind of understood. You know, you can't even say you kind of understood because even mm -hmm. as I didn't understand one second of it. Um, you know, obviously she turned on him, but we don't know why. We don't know what she was doing. Like what? What? Who was she supposed to be? We we don't know anything, and I think that really really killed it. Um, not and then the fact that you had them lose again. You know, um, yeah. I, I think uh, my boy brought up the perfect example with this. It's like you had them kick out of everything. You had them. You, you Randy slammed him on a table on the announcer table, and he jumped back up immediately, like nothing happened to him, and kept attacking Randy. But one RKO. Nice. You know, wins the match. Like it, it, it's stupid things like that. I don't know how you ruin a character like the Fiend. I, I just don't. Um, for me, I, like you had a character that's Undertaker s and made him the boogie. I know how you can ruin a character like that. Do everything that they're doing <laughs> yeah. because yeah. that was the perfect example of what I was talking about. None of it makes sense. It was just stuff happening for the sake of things happening. The entrance, I mean, it was different. But at the same time, it was just like, why? You had a giant jack-o'-lantern. I'm not judging. You had a giant jack-in-a-box. You had Alexis sweating black stuff. What? Like, it, 
it was too much. It was too much, and it did not help Bray at the end. Exactly what I was talking about. It didn't. You, How? He uh, lost. Why? And we don't know why. And then the next, what is it? Monday, she had somebody named Lily. No, it, it, was, it was too much. The thing is, it, it's like you said. I mean, there was there was nothing to explain why. And like, you know, like it, it's different. Like, for example, you know, it, it wasn't like when Austin, when Vince and Austin teamed up at Rocket Mania as it WrestleMania 17. Like and you heard um I think it was that one where you hear Jim Ross saying why? Why why Austin why or whatever the hell it was something similar to that. It was um like we it was a question we wanted to know. In this one in this ending it we didn't want to know about the answer because we didn't care anymore because it was so stupid. Like they they didn't give us an opportunity to really care during this match because of that whatever the hell and result they they made um I, i'm just so i don't even know how to explain it i really don't i'm just i, I don't. didn't care before the match so and I, I really like i like bray and randy but i didn't care before you no know it's crazy really just kind of backed this up so yeah. what's crazy is i thought the match was actually going good until that yeah i agree they were doing some things you know for what it was they were doing it and then then here they come doing extra stuff that doesn't make sense so it's like okay what well, i i really just feel like let's see how bizarre we can get tonight and that's not necessary so <sighs> yeah i don't get it question mark let's we just, both yeah let's just let's just go i don't remember who i picked so <laughs> i i think um, we i think we both picked the fiend i think i could oh, be wrong we're wrong so yeah, yeah i know i was wrong so I, i'm not even worried about it I, I at least i think i said take my point i don't even think i made it prediction but okay um two matches left now i know i said earlier that i had to apologize for the carrying cross and Finn Balor because that match was I was way into it, but I'm gonna eat my words. Are you going? Ooh. Jerk seasoning on my words and eat them up because bad bunny. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my body was not ready for that. That what? 2022 Hall of Fame Celebrity Green, get it ready. I will be there. I don't know any of his songs, but damn it, I'm gonna download a Bad Bunny song tonight because he did that. Bad Bunny and Damien Priest defeated The Miz and John Morrison. Wow, wow, what did you think? <laughs> I'll be damned. What did you think? Um, okay, so I didn't expect I so I don't remember exactly what I said about this match. I we did didn't say, say <laughs> I did say though I was interested in it because of the punch. And I told you that I was I I do remember slightly saying something about like I was excited for one because I am a Bad Bunny fan. Yeah, were. Um, and that punch, you know, when he punched the Miz in the in the aisle, like that that was like oh shit, like okay, that means he he actually cares about the business. He's a fan of the business. We knew that going in. Um, yeah. So I knew he was going to take it serious and take it serious. He damn sure, uh, you know, he, he had a lot of people were considering the best celebrity match of all time. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd, I'd put it up there. Yeah. It's definitely up there. It's I, I think you have to go with you have that one. You have the Stephen Amell match. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Pat uh, McAfee, the Pat McAfee match. Uh, to me, those are the top three. Um, that I that I can remember. 
um you know it was it was it was pretty damn amazing how what he did you know from the canadian destroyer to the selling i thought the selling mm-hmm. was the most phenomenal part of everything he did yeah um you know he, the story they told and it was all because of things that he was doing you know shout out to the biz though for yes. helping you know shout out to Miz and morrison but Miz was mostly the main culprit of making bad bunny look amazing um obviously shout out to priest because priest did his thing too but yeah it this was all about bad bunny i i hope he gets another match if he wants to come back let him have a match let's get mcafee versus bad bunny like let's just do let's do something put a title on him like let's go let's go yeah i man bad bunny i knew i felt something special was gonna happen when i saw him so when he end when he uh, had his entrance and he stepped up on the apron and he wiped his feet before he went in there, because as you know, it's like that's a sign of respect. Yes. I was like, oh shit, somebody's been teaching him something, because and he held the tag rope. I was like, look at that bunny. But wow, I I feel like outside of how I felt about Bianca and Sasha and how I feel about this last match we're gonna talk about, Rob and Cesaro, of course. Probably just that's this elicited such a visceral response from me. I was like, I can't believe this. Bad bunny. Wow. Wow. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was that's that's amazing. The selling, everything was on point. So congrats to Bad Bunny. That was yes. great. Yes. Yes. Well. And last but certainly not least, Roman Reigns defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan for the Universal title in a triple threat match. I'll let you go first. This was easily the best match. Um, Do I want to say it's close? It's it's definitely, you know what? Yeah. For night two, I would say for night two, it was definitely. Uh, it yes. might it might be the best match i thought this match was 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 really amazing um the the headbutt spot let's just start with that for me um i thought the whole headbutt when they were both putting roman in there in the finishers uh when i um in submissions uh, mm-hmm. i just thought that was awesome um you know at the end of the day i thought roman would get this win just because he needed he well, let me correct myself. He didn't need it, but it was to help further the story, um, not only for him being the the chief, the head chief, but also to continue Edge becoming a heel, um, to to also help Daniel Bryan. You know, just it made more sense for Daniel Bryan to be in this match uh, by the way they did it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just everything about it. Um, I, I love the interference by Jay Uso. Um, I'm still shocked we, we still haven't seen the other, but it's okay. You know, I'm sure he's coming soon. But it, just everything about this match was awesome. I, I loved every bit of it. The way they told the story throughout this match, the whole concerto thing. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, you can also say that Edge can blame Daniel Bryan for losing, which is what I also wanted and predicted for this to happen. You know. Um, just so that we can, I think at, we'll get Edge versus Daniel Bryan at some. I think that's something that's going to happen. Um, it's going to be because of this match, which just just further makes this story even more perfect, like even more awesome and even better. Which is everything we. What do you think? I loved it. I thought it was everything it should have been. Um, I saw some people were complaining about Jay interfering, and I'm like, well, Roman's a heel, so yeah. I think my only gripe, it wasn't even with the match. I feel like people are still 
complaining about Roman Reigns. Wow. And I'm like, why? I it's out, trust me, it's out there. And it's like, well, I'm tired of Jay interfering. He's a heel. Yes, that's what he's there for. The right hand man. Heels. They cheat. Yes. In the and words of John was, Canton, they heels lie, heels cheat, yes. heels it, like that's what you want. Like you so, want like, a smart heel. You don't want a dumbass heel. Yeah. So even like um one of our beloved Cantonian members, Tommy, he was at uh, WrestleMania this year. And he was saying how people in the crowd were like, oh, Roman wins again. I'm going to cancel my subscription. I'm just like, do you realize this was the most logical and the best choice for this match to end with him winning? Like, do you not realize that whoever beats him is going to get a monster reaction? And this is what people were complaining about. Well, turn Roman heel. He's heel and he's killing it. I don't understand. Sasha, this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about the announcers. When you asked me that question. Yeah, blaming the fans. Blame yeah, the this fans. one, yeah. Yeah, I would. I, 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 I can't stand. Like I, like, I follow sites on Facebook. And, you know, they post about news and stuff like that. And you just see these idiots, you know, they'll, they'll shit on... You know, they'll shit on AEW or they'll shit on WWE or they'll shit on characters, Roman and all these guys. Like, wow, I'm a wrestling fan. And like, these are wrestling fans too. They, these are so-called wrestling fans. I'm like, how can you be wrestling fans and shit on the business as much as you're... It doesn't make sense. Like, we're getting... From day one, what did we want from Roman? Like, we wanted a badass. And that's what we're getting. And we're getting and I, that. Yeah. Like, do you remember when he attacked Triple H? I, I, um, I forget. It was at some pay-per-view. He just, uh, he just straight up destroyed Triple H and beat his ass, like, mm-hmm. all around the ring. And the, the whole security guys, and the crowd was going crazy for Roman because that's the Roman we wanted. And now we're getting that, but a way better version of that because he's heel, which is something that we wanted from John Cena forever. You know, we're getting it from Roman. And you have the fucking nerve to boo and complain? I, yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't and I don't it. believe for a moment that a lot of people are like, well, the fans don't get what they want. Sometimes it's good not to get what you want. And in this instance, I don't want anything different than the Roman Reigns that I'm getting right now. No, thank you. So I'm, that's, this is fine. This is great. Bro, give me I, I don't, another I don't two years of this. Give me another three years. Like, I want this to go as long as possible. Yes. And I, they're like, oh, it's disrespectful how he, he said in a promo, he's going to stack up. And he did that shit. Yes. And it's like, what are you mad for? Like, it he shows, did what exactly what he was, said he was going to do. It shows his dominance. Yes. He's in both of them. He's the head of the table. Like, that's his character. <laughs> like, come he's, on. Like, and he's a great heel because people are mad. And he didn't lie. He's doing instance, his job. This, yeah. He did what he said he was going to do. I know heels lie, but he was telling the truth. He stacked him. He beat him. And the thing Roman is, is amazing. people yeah. hate villains you think of Thanos, you think of Ultron in the Marvel Universe, you think of any villain. A lot of the times, villains are telling the truth. It's just the truth that you don't want to hear, which is why they make them villain. Yeah. You know? like, and I like how he wears the Thanos glove, too. That's really cool. Yeah, like the Thanos, you know, just bringing my nerd him out. You know, Thanos did the snap because he wanted to, in a way, you know, 
we're overpopulated. Stop the, yeah, stop the overpopulation of Earth and or of just the world and the universe or whatever because it's taking the resources. So that's why he did the snap. But that's evil, but he's telling the truth. <laughs> you know, so it's like that's the same with Roman. It's like you said, he said he's going to stack up. He said he's going to do all these things. He said he's the head, the head chief of the table. Like he's all this. Shut up, enjoy it because Yeah. This is this one thing, of the few things that the main roster WWE does a great job at. <laughs> like, yeah, he said things got things weren't as interesting without him, and it damn sure has been interesting since he's been back. So he ain't wrong. Yep. So it was great. Happy the edge, and every, I'm happy everybody made it out safe. My only little itty itty bitty thing I would change is I wish they had brought Tony Chimmel out for Edge's entrance. That's oh, the only thing that would have made okay. it like. Don't okay. tell me nothing. It's rated not our superstar. <laughs> yeah, I yep, can't do that. But, <laughs> but other than that, it was great. I loved it. Um, yeah, it was great. Everybody paid, played their part perfectly. So it was pretty amazing. So now we're coming to the part that I, besides The Fiend and Randy Orton, this is the part that I've been waiting for. Now, we made some straight um, facts predictions. Well, we had our straight facts competition. Um, we didn't count the women's tag team title matches because, you know, the show was recorded before that. Yes. So at the end of our original predictions, you had 15 and I had 18. Now you made a straight facts prediction and those are worth three points. You yes. said that WrestleMania 37 uh-huh. was going to be one of the all-time greats, at least a top five. Right. And you are willing if you are gonna. I'm gonna give you the floor. You're gonna give me the floor? Okay. I don't Fair worry. Your three I points. got this. I got this. I'm gonna. Oh, let, okay. I'm gonna see if I can convince you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this this WrestleMania, in my opinion, I thought this this WrestleMania had. I thought this mat, this WrestleMania had six four star match. Okay. So I'm gonna name them first, and then so we had the Bad Money one. I put at four stars. I'm not gonna say specifics, but I, at least they reached four stars. So the Bad Bunny one, obviously the main event, the Triple Threat with Dane Bryan in them. Um, I had the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, um, Lashley, and McIntyre. Um, I miss uh, this. Uh, I had six. Let's just say five. Okay. First off. I want you to name another WrestleMania that had. I could name a couple, actually. Um, that had five four-star matches. That yeah. Okay, I just um, want to go ahead. Let, okay, so let's see here. Let's look at. Let's go all the way back to WrestleMania 22. WrestleMania. Um, we had Money in the Bank two with RVD winning. We had Ray, Kurt Angle, and Randy Orton. Even though it was a short match, it was a damn good match. Uh, if you want a little bit of violence, you had um, not only HBK and Vince. I mean, I wouldn't put that as first star, but uh, you had Mickey James and Trish, which at the time, considering the story, the build, the match itself, was definitely four stars. And you had my personal favorite match of the evening, um, Edge versus Mick Foley in that hardcore match. Okay. So to me, that was a big one. You already talked about WrestleMania 17. <laughs> Yes. Um, WrestleMania 19, you had Austin Rock 2, you had Hogan McMahon, you had HBK YCJ, you had Lesnar Angle. Okay. You even had uh, the women's title match, was again one of the best women's title matches they had in a while, the triple threat with Victoria, Jazz, and Trish. Um, okay. WrestleMania. Yeah, there's there's a couple. Okay. So 31. We got, so we yeah. Got- 
So we got we got about so right now there was you you named two. You said maybe there's maybe one or two more, right? Yeah, thirty one. Okay. You can make so, an argument. So we can that. argue that right now, match quality wise, right? We can mm-hmm. argue that this is a top five match quality based off what we're saying. Uh, but so is it all encompassing or are we going off the match quality i'm not not finished i'm not finished i'm just saying match quality let's look at match quality since that's where i started with match quality wise based off my my ratings you may not agree with all my ratings, but match quality wise this is a top five wrestlemania just off of that now let's go to what makes the wrestlemania great wrestlemania moments correct Mm -hmm. so we have obviously the obvious Sasha Beyond right there. That's an all-time, all-time great WrestleMania moment right there. Um, another thing, you have other WrestleMania moments they had. You obviously have the Bad Bunny, the whole Bad Bunny thing. Um, whether you mm-hmm. want to say, whether you want to say the Canadian Destroyer or you just want whatever part you want to take from that match. Okay, good. So that's two right there. Okay, we got the Cesaro moment. Which uh, let's, I'm not gonna say Cesaro had an all-time great moment. I'm not saying that, but it's still a WrestleMania moment, one that I think we'll remember just because we we are Cesaro fans. People are Cesaro fans. This is when he finally got his his singles match, and you never know. Maybe this is the start. Since you talked about what happened on SmackDown, you know, this is this could be the start of launching him into superstardom. Correct. So so. Just this that that's to be determined, but let's just include it for now, because it could be bigger than we know later down the road. Okay, so that's three WrestleMania moments right there. Uh, I'm sure there was a couple others. I'm just missing them off the top of my head. So we got that clear. Now, um, also actually another WrestleMania moment. It's just the fact that the fans were finally here, which added to the hypeness of the event, which made the event even more special. I think that also is a benefit of you know that that's that should also be a factor in making this more more special because it really and truly what um now i will say this night one was fantastic Mm -hmm. night two night two was was definitely a downgrade from night one but night two still had good matches they just some of the matches just didn't reach what night one did obviously but you still had the the you still had the triple threat you still had zane and oh um and then every other there wasn't um can you say there was a, a really bad match now i know you could say fiend and randy but that was more the ending not the actual not the overall match but if you want to i understand the ending is what you remember if that's the case and i understand if you want to consider that a bad match but was there and really do you see any bad match and i don't i, don't I wouldn't know. say they were terrible but i also feel like you could honestly i feel like you could just cut off roman edge and brian copy and paste it to night one and i would have completely accepted your argument like if you had put that in addition to what was on night one uh-huh. and it's no disrespect to anybody else but just as fact as like match quality and everything mm-hmm. you could have just added that to night one and i would have been like okay top five no problem but so you think, your argument so you ahead. think those other matches on night hurt it to the point where it's not i wouldn't say it hurt it but you also have to think of the time that we're in it's there was never and I don't think your argument when you made it last time was every match had to be this, this, and that. The, what you said, the matches, the moments. We see how many good wrestling matches in the, do we see a week? 
we, there, it was obvious that there were going to be good matches. Those matches, I feel like I could have seen, like, okay, I could have seen this Raw or SmackDown on another pay-per-view. There just were too many that were just like, okay, like the Nigerian drum match. I'm taking that out of the equation, what it was called. It was a fine match. Okay, it was okay. But that's like, that's like at, at 17 when they had the damn gimmick Royal Rumble match. Or Battle but that was Royale. a letdown match. That was clearly what it was for. But that's you a, had too many big matches. But that's the thing. There wasn't really a let, there was no match. I felt like, okay, yeah, we can skip this shit. Like the only one, if anything, was a throw-in match was the Gauntlet Women's Tag. That's the only one that was like, okay, we can just really skip this. And, and, oh, and for me, the Tamina, when they, the, both of the tag team women's matches, those are the only two that I'd be like, okay, we can skip this. And I wouldn't, I thought, I, I, I didn't think there was an ever a dull moment during this this WrestleMania um, at all. I'm not saying that it was a dull moment. What I'm saying is I don't think that if you put both nights together, I don't think this is top five. Top 10, absolutely. I would not argue with that. Well, see, top five, that's unfair to me because I originally said top 10. So that's the thing. No, you, no. I no, did. You Remember? said. No, I originally said top 10, but then you did bait me into saying top five. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going top five. I don't but, think I baited you. Yes, you did. You baited me. But it's you, cool. Uh, but then you kind of set yourself up because you were like, I said, I'll go with it. And I was like, dude, you I'll just went it. for the jugular on that. I will, I'll go. Look, I'll say this. I'll say this. For me, I probably would not put it in the top five. I, I will accept the loss on this. I would probably put it like six. Um, yeah. But I, I think to say that it it definitely has an argument. And I'm probably doing a bad job of, of fighting for that. But it definitely, in my opinion, hasn't. But I would say to be fair, and I don't want to, you know, just I don't want to just act like I'm not being real. I, I don't know if it's a top, but I'm fine with six or seven. Yeah, that was I, could give I, you I, that. I was probably the closest. If I should have just stick to what I originally said, I did say 10. I should have stuck with it. I will take the loss on the three, which means, in fact, I lose three points for getting my straight fast prediction wrong. So this final score after week one, it's 18 to 12. Am I correct? Did I get that right? Because I think we were, you were up three originally, correct? I'm correct. So I am down 18 to 12. That is fine. I will have to make some predictions pretty soon to catch up. But we got a whole year. I'm sure I'm going to get more stuff right. So it's okay. You, get, <laughs> you got me. You got me so far. And I know that there's a certain individual who's listening who they were interested in exactly what I was saying. They were like you. They were interested in me explaining why this could be a top five WrestleMania. So they're probably laughing at me right now. But uh don't worry, I'll handle that first. Hey, but six or seven is still damn respectable. Like I say, it wasn't a bad show. It just, in those moments that you brought up were actually very special. You could see some of them like tearing up when the crowd was back. And that was pretty amazing. It's just, I think night two kind of was like, ah, it was a little bit. If it was just that night one and just took bits and pieces off of night two and put it together, then I would have gladly conceded to Can you. Can I just ask one five. question? One question. Yeah, if go the ahead. Fiend Randy Orton ending was better, am I right? Uh, not about that, uh, just about top five. If that was uh, better. I don't know. Because then it was like the Rhea Ripley Oscar match was just fine. And I see, didn't hate it, but it was just okay. that match. That match wasn't four stars for me. I think that was the sixth one that I was, but that's not a, that wasn't a four star match. It was close though. 
I think that's that was probably a three and a half, three, three and seven, five, what three point seven five, whatever fuck you want to call it. Um, I, I thought that was close. They were missing something. Um, I, they yeah. didn't let they didn't let them go. Like I thought they it, if, if it was NXT. That might be the greatest women's match of all time. You know what I mean? Uh, they didn't let them. I don't know for some reason. They had Rhea Ripley wrestle some type of way, some different than norm. But other than that, okay. And like I said, I'm fine with six or seven. I'm I'm happy that you agree with that range at least, even if you yeah. say six or ten. I'm fine with that. Um, that means that I was close, and that just shows to the people. That just proves to the people that at least I know what the hell I'm talking. I may not be always right, but I- I'm gonna be damn sure close. I'll give you that, sir. But yeah, it was it was fine. I thought like last year too. They kind of had that. Like night one was better last year than night two, but you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so final score, at least for this round, I got 18, and you have 12. I actually forgot that you lose three points, but. We'll go with all right so right before we wrap up just a couple of things we talked about reset let's just i'll go ahead and just call kind of call out three things and i want your opinion now that wrestlemania is over and we're starting our quote-unquote new season um i wrote down a list of three things and i just kind of wanted to get your opinion on what wwe can do moving forward with these um these topics okay. um tag team wrestling NXT, I mean, they had the Dusty Rhodes Cup. They introduced a new women's tag team belt. So they're kind of on their way. But what do you feel like, what's your opinion on what WWE should do moving forward with tag team wrestling? Maybe on Raw and SmackDown. Create legit women. Don't break them up. So when you had the Iconics, I mean, they already started off on a bad foot um, by releasing them. But um, build women tag teams because you have women tag team championship titles, but you don't have actual teams. Um, I think that's something that they need to fix. Um, I think SmackDown does a great job with their tag teams. NXT does a great job with their tag teams. Raw has absolutely no idea what they do. Um, But women in general just don't have enough legit tag um let's start building that up i don't care how you do it i agree and actually kind of tagging off of that um i want to say this for number three but i'll go ahead and move it up i personally would like to see more non-title feuds for the ladies i don't necessarily believe that wwe knows how to write for the women sometimes and i've said that before on the show um every match on the wrestlemania card had to do with the title which is fine in wrestlemania you know, Lord, that should be what it is. You know, you're fighting for the title. But I do feel like in order to have more legitimate women's tag teams, in order to have a ready-made challenger for new champions like Ripley and, you know, Belair and Gonzalez, they need to have more non-title feuds with the ladies. It just feels like whoever's not in the title hunt, whichever title that they have, they're just not on. And I think maybe that might be some of the frustration with Charlotte Flair is because anytime she's on TV, it's literally about the title. Like there's nothing else to her besides just the title. It's always a title. She's always in the title hunt. It's like, what is going on with Charlotte outside of this title? Why is, is there like a blood feud going on? What's the problem here? So that's something that I feel like they need. What do you think? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, there was a feud in NXT that they did. It was a um, I was Gorgano's girl. Um, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. I'm sorry, Candice. I forgot your name. Um, but she had this thing. I think she had turned heel, or no, someone turned heel against her. It was EO. Yep. Um, 
EO and Candice had this little thing and they actually had a takeover match. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't for the title. And I think that speaks to what you're talking about um, because it actually helped build EO into becoming, you know, uh, a title contender. And eventually she obviously has the title now. Um, the same thing, it helped build Candice LeRae. Um, she actually went for the title a couple of times and even though she lost, it built both of them up to like you're saying. Um, and I think that I definitely agree with that. They definitely need to have views outside of the, the title to help build to help build your division because you gotta get more eyes on the women's division. The women's division in the main roster is terrible. I'm I'm sorry. Um it's it's top heavy mm-hmm. after you after the, the four horse women and Rhonda when she you know comes, you, you really have nobody um that the fans really want to get behind. I mean there's some like you know like the Naomi's um even Shayna, like people, there are people that like Shayna. There are obviously people that like Naomi. There's some that like Natty and stuff like that. But they've been so stuck when they're not around the title that no one cares when they actually do get that opportunity. Um, it just feels like it's being forced rather than being earned. And we want everyone, we want everyone to grow so that the title and the division actually means more than it is. So Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, and even when that tag team turmoil match, I mean, it's no disrespect to the other women in the match, but to me, I felt like you didn't need that turmoil match. The only legitimate tag team where it's like they can tell they're a team and they've been doing it while was the Riot Squad. It should have been the Riot Squad versus Nia and Shayna. That's what I felt like. The Kamina thing was interesting, but I don't know. I felt like it should have been the Riot Squad. And instead of just cramming everybody into a match mm-hmm. you should have took the time and built that story because that's a great story right there yeah no i, I agree everybody with that. into the squad. a match i i think you could also throw in naomi and lana i think that was another one that i would throw in. yeah they're i mean like yeah they're attacking yeah. now but i mean like they've been consistently like they yeah, are no, I, the I agree. Squad. yeah i agree and um last one and this again kind of goes with the first two building credible opponents you we have new champions we have champions that retain but now who's next i don't think there's a really clear path maybe cesaro for roman but as far as like bianca i think also on smackdown i think bailey challenged bianca but we recently just seen bailey and bianca right and you have you know um with lashley He's getting another match with Drew McIntyre. And now with uh, Raquel Gonzalez, you know, Frankie Monet debuting. Is she going to be? Like I said, it's just, you don't know coming out, like, who's the clear cut. Take this time. You should have been building Mm -hmm. these opponents. You know, that's what I felt like. You should have, because you had all these women in this match. It's like, okay, but now we have champions. We have new champions. Who are we pulling out? You know, Ripley won. Now Charlotte's back in the game again. I don't hate Charlotte Flair at all. I don't. I think she is very valuable to the division, but I also think she's very one-dimensional because it's like if she's not in the title picture, they don't know what to do with her. And it's like, you guys should have been keeping her away, building other people while she was gone instead of just cramming them into a match just to get everybody off the card. And with the men, it's not as bad. You know, they... But I don't know. How do you... What do you think about it? No, no, you're... You're totally right. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned with the NXT women. Uh, I know you brought that up with the Frankie Monet thing. That was more to get her debut. And also, yeah. you know, she was a big deal in Impact and TNA. 
Um, so she had to debut some, you know, it's also following the NXT after WrestleMania or whatever. So you got to have some debuts or returns and stuff like that. Um, right. So I, I'm not concerned about the NXT, but as far as with the main roster women, what is next? You know, you mentioned Bailey and Bianca. We've already seen that. Um, and it, it wasn't like it was months ago. It was literally like, I feel like the other day, you know, like, yeah. So I, I I don't know what they're doing with that, um, and I, I feel like that can hurt Bianca. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, they should have waited to use Bailey again, or they should have never used her in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, or just something. I don't know what, but they they gotta do some. They have to improve uh, the women's division in general. At the end of the day, it just goes back to that. They have to build the women's division on the main roster a lot better. Um, you know, they do, to me, I think they do a fantastic job in NXT where they're every, I feel like every woman, you can name one right now. And I'm pretty sure like we can both say what they're doing, who they're feuding with or what they're going to be doing. Like we, we can tell you exactly. If you if you name someone on the Raw roster, a woman on the Raw roster, you're like, I honestly, I can't even remember the last time I saw her. <laughs> you know, right. like, it's it's just like they they or they'll start something and then they don't complete it. You know, I remember mm-hmm. man wasn't Mandy getting Mandy getting a big push, and then yeah. just disappeared out of nowhere. You know, she she had a match at SummerSlam, a, a, a winner loser leaves for all match or whatever it was yeah her and sonya deville and nothing happened after that like you would think that after that you get a main event pay-per-view big pay-per-view match and you don't do nothing with it like well exactly. what was, then what was the point i mean you know I, I understand why they had that type of match because of the circumstances outside of the ring and i understand that um but you still put that on a major pay-per-view Right. You could have just set that on Raw or SmackDown. So the fact that they give up on so quickly, uh, you know, they Peyton Royce, for example, you know, they gave her, I think it was Raw Talk, where she went off and had this great promo, whether it was legit or not, whether it was just her own speaking or they wrote it down for her, I don't know. But they didn't do anything really with it. I think she did get a match against Asuka, but then... That was it. She's gone now. Yeah. She's gone. She wasn't on Mania. She's gone. And again, it's you're just you're hyping up all this history. But if you really look at it, it's kind of akin to the Fiend and Randy Orton. You're doing a lot, but you're not really doing anything yeah. in a way. And, and it's like I said, even with this non-title feud and building credible opponents, not just the ladies, you know. I, I don't know where Cesaro and Roman Reigns are gonna go. You know, we're we think Santos might be going with Karrion Cross, but then look at Raw, it's like outside of Drew McIntyre, because I, I feel like Blash is going to win again when they have this WrestleMania Backlash match. Who's next after Drew McIntyre? Because Drew McIntyre has been in the title picture for a good year, kind of holding it down. When I mean, it wasn't him and Randy and the brief thing he had with The Miz and now Lashley, but it's like, who were you building in the meantime for the champion now? And I think that's a problem they have there too. I, I just I just think that the biggest issue that they have is they have the talent. We all know they have the talent up there, but they just got to figure out a better way. To, you know, you got names. You got Ricochet. You have you have uh, Keith Lee. You know, you have Murphy. You have yeah, Alistair, Alistair Black. Black. Yeah. Like and 
I, I don't understand how you can't figure out a way to use them in some way. I, I, I just, I don't get it. I really, I just don't understand. Um, just You got to figure out some way. But I, I'd rather you put them in a tag team or something and just, you know, just... You know, this is something I, I don't. Yeah, you need to have people on deck waiting. Like you, you need to have them. Okay, Bobby won. Okay, who's strong? Who's up next? And if you ask anybody, it's like, well, who's next? Who's strong? And it's like, um, I don't know. Like, you you, it's, it's just like the thing, you know, when um in NXT, how when they have the Dusty Classic, what do they do? They put single people single stars they put them together because they ain't got nothing really going on but they put them in there and then they create a storyline from there so you mm-hmm. so they did that with Tommaso and, and Thatcher they did that with Ricochet and Alistair they did that with Dunn and Roderick like do that do just put two people together and you never know the magic I mean that happened with Rock and Austin that happened I mean not Rock and Austin Rock and Foley that happened yep. um you know, uh, I'm Batista and Ray, or or I'm happy to. Has been amazing, but just do it, and let's just see it go. Like, just use these guys better because you have the talent. We want a better product. You have the superstars. You want to create superstars. Let them just let them be them. Use them, and I'm sure the magic will will come back people are going to want to watch your product they're not going to watch they're going to want to see raw they're going to want to see smackdown i'm not going to mention nxt because we already know they do it and that's it mm-hmm. that is it all right whew. i feel like wrestlemania weekend all over again <laughs> that was a long one but hey it was very interesting yes. all right so we're coming towards the end here guys again for just holding out and rocking with us we have some great things coming up on the show um actually we have like a little announcement i don't know if you want to make it or you want me to make it no this is definitely all you this is all right, your so, thing okay we've been promising you guys more content on social media and we have been just talking and we're gonna have coming very soon a segment that we call 20 by 20. And if you're not really sure what 20 by 20 is, that's just the uh, measurements, the dimensions of the ring. Um, And we're going to be just talking to people, like a little interview segment, just trying to see how, what goes on inside the 20 by 20 ring and how it affects those outside of it. Um, Talking to some guests, um, actual wrestling fans, you know, how wrestling impacts their life outside of the fandom. I know when we go to see wrestling events and we're locked in for those two, three, four, sometimes seven hours, depending on what show you go to, <laughs> that's our moment. But wrestling transcends all of that. It affects your life outside. And I know for us, it's affected our lives outside of the ring because we're sitting here doing this podcast. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. We got, I've got some great guests lined up and I think it's going to be just a really amazing way to kind of Set us apart because we want to talk to some fans. We want to talk to people who are kind of in this crazy wrestling world, but in ways you wouldn't expect. So 20 by 20, look out for it coming soon on our social media platforms. And let's go ahead and plug our social media. You can follow the show at, at the Daddy Fino Show on Instagram, the Twitter. I think we're getting a Facebook page going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go ahead and plug your 
uh, your social media? Your personal uh, yeah. One? Well, your yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Daddy Fino Yo. Uh, it's oh, it's Yo with five O's. And definitely hit me up up there. Um, and then on Twitter, it's just Daddy Fino. Uh, just go ahead, follow me on that. And at the end of the day, I just want to mention something about that 2020 thing. That was a great idea that Sasha brought to the table. I I absolutely loved it. Did. Uh, that that's just that right there i think that's going to be truly special and that's going to be that's going to be similar to like a wrestlemania moment each week um that that happens that you have a brand new episode out because that's just that right there is special that that right there that's going to win us some warrior no pressure guys no pressure (laughs) (laughs) no pressure on me you can follow me at sasha king speak on Instagram, I'm going to go ahead and change up my Twitter because I have one Twitter and I have to get another one. So I'm working on it, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be really special and really fun. And I'm looking forward to it. I already got a guest in the pipeline. So we're doing big things, guys. We're trying to. So just keep watching. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Keep everything open because we're doing big things. Yep. Anything you want to say? Nah, I just want to say I uh, appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you so much. Can't wait to do this again. All right. Well, for Daddy Fino, this is Sasha, the Legit King. I don't even call myself the Legit King. Fino you better does, start but... it. You better start. <laughs> well, for Fino, and this is Sasha, the Legit King, saying thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. We love you. Stay safe. And Bye. peace. Adios.